0: is the sweetest, sweetest victory, victory of all. Victory. I have always believed in miracles.
1: If he wants to know what misogyny looks like, no. he doesn't need a motion in
0: the House of Representatives. He needs it's a mirror. A mirror. mirror. We will decide <laughs> who comes to this country and the, the circumstances in which they come. Hero. 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 We will decide who comes to this country and the circumstances in which they come. Welcome to the Bridget and Josh show. I'm Bridget
1: and I'm Josh
0: and this is the show where we talk about what we think young Catholics should care about
1: and this week we think you guys should care about what's happening in our lives.
0: It's been a while, hasn't
1: it? It's been a long little while. Uh, I've I think it's been three lockdowns. I was going to say it's been three lockdowns since my last confession. That's yeah. not the right thing to say. <laughs> it's been three lockdowns since we last recorded, at least yep. Melbourne lockdowns, anyway.
0: Yeah, we had one which was yeah. like out of the blue.
1: Actually. I um I really enjoyed, well not enjoyed is the wrong word, but mm-hmm. I kind of found it quite funny. Like after about two days of lockdown, like people in Canberra were like shaving their hair into mullets. Yeah, and um you know, it's trying new hobbies and that sort of yep. stuff. And here's me in Melbourne, lockdown 6.0 going, oh, look at you sort of, <laughs> you, you lockdown newbies, you yeah. know, you, you know, sort of, yep. not that we want anyone to go through lockdown. It's it's horrible, but... Um, it was
0: funny, the contrast between the, like, veterans of this and us being like, what the frick do we do now? Yeah, yeah, like-
1: um, it was, yeah, I, yeah, I, um yeah, lockdowns suck. Yeah, But we're out of lockdown. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, yep. for a little while, and... We're both, well, you're always in Canberra, but I'm in Canberra, so yeah. we're doing some recording, which is really exciting. Um, so, yeah, and so we thought we will talk about kind of what's been going on yeah. in our lives, just in a sense, because, you know, maybe you guys might be interested. Yep, um, what's
0: been keeping us busy. It'd be
1: funny if we go on the stats after this, and like, like after drunk. like one second, it's like, okay, 0% <laughs> listener <laughs> retention, but... Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's been lots going on. I mm-hmm. mean, the plenary council's been happening, yeah that was uh, I'm in Canberra because I'm taking my perpetual vows, well tomorrow, yeah. night, we're recording today, um, is Thursday, so that'll be tomorrow for mm-hmm. me. uh, I imagine this will probably come out after that happens, yep. um, so it'll be awkward if I actually don't end up rec- taking my vow, I mean, I've gotta do it, but it be like something oh, chaotic oh, happens yeah, yeah. It's like, Ooh. my um before we go, my great fear has been that. <laughs> i will either become a close contact or I'll check in somewhere that is an exposure site. Oh, and then yeah. like, I'll have to isolate and not be able to take my vows. It's been terrifying. It's just well, terrifying is probably not quite it, but it's been in the back of my mind. I'm like, yeah. Oh, surely not. And then one of our priests in Melbourne yeah. was a casual contact the other day. And I thought, oh, this no. is getting way too close yeah. to home. So, um, so hopefully that doesn't happen and, yeah. and I can take my vows. But so, um, uh, but we did, we wanted to talk a bit about, mm-hmm. uh, at least those two things, uh, Bridget, you were a, a, a delegate? A member? member? A member. So it
0: was originally delegate, and then yeah. they changed it to be member.
1: So a member of the Plenary Council. Yeah. Um, I was watching uh, from YouTube uh, back in Melbourne. Uh, I think I saw a day where you fed back or something into the group. But yeah. We can, we can talk about that later. Yeah. But um, So, yeah. So that's been happening. Like mm-hmm. I said, my vows is coming up. So, um we thought it'd be good just to talk a bit about that, but also it's a good way to talk about what what are these things that yeah. we've been doing and why are they important things in the church? Yep. Not so much the fact that we're doing it, but what mm. the wider thing that they represent is. So, yep. um, yeah. So, why don't we sort of maybe get started with mm-hmm. the plenary council? So, yeah, sure. you're a member, not a delegate. Yeah. Um, so, what does that kind of mean for you?
0: So, for me, that's meant that I get to have, like, a seat at the table um, in some of the discussions and the listening groups that we've been having for the Plenary Council. So, specifically, I was in t- one listening group, mm-hmm. oh, one discussion group. They have lots of different words <laughs> for all the different things, and they're always, like, so close, and yet I can never fully yeah, yeah. cut into which one it is. Anyway, so I was in a discussion group, um... With talking, listening, all sorts of things, um, and we were exploring two of the questions from the agenda. So, we had question nine and question twelve. I'm just going to read them out so that I don't stuff it up because the the way that they're worded is really important. Yeah, okay. So, question nine was: How might we better equip ordained ministers to be enablers of missionary discipleship? The church becoming a more priestly people served by the ordained ministry. And question twelve, which is. How might the church in Australia be better structured for mission considering the parish, the diocese, religious orders, the PJPs and new communities? Okay.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah. So they're two pretty, well, kind of broad, but you, yeah. you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that can come into that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And then so, and maybe just taking a step back. So, you know, I think a lot of people have heard about the Plenary Council, mm-hmm. um, probably heard different things and that sort of stuff. But what kind of is it? Like what, what? What does it mean, and what role is it kind of playing in the church? And why are we having mm. one now? Like, why is it, why is this the time to have a plenary council here in Australia?
0: Well, there's been, um, it's had quite a long lead up, which I'm sure people are aware of. Um, so it began with listening sessions and dialogue sessions um, a few years ago. But the idea of a plenary council actually came about from several years before that when we recognised that there was a need in Australia to have a formal discussion about what the Spirit is saying to Australia at this time, both for the church now and into the future. Um, And the reason we decided to have a plenary council rather than a local synod, or there's a couple of other Mm -hmm. kind of similar types of meetings of bishops and lay people and representatives from around a jurisdiction, for example, Australia. Mm. Um, And we decided to have a way I was not part of that decision-making <laughs> process. <laughs> part of some of them, but not that one. The The church in Australia, which I am a part of, yeah, absolutely. Um, decided that a plenary council would be the best way to go about it because it does actually have some teeth in terms mm. of church legislation. Yeah. Um, so it can actually have real impacts on the way that we do church in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... It's very broad. Um, It's very much Holy Spirit led, which means like it's both beautiful and completely of God, but also it has been really difficult in terms of like planning and figuring out what's actually going to happen. So um, especially when it came to the early years of the plenary um, dialogue and the plenary journey, Mm. as we like to say, um, included like, let's just get everything on the table. And that was quite difficult because... No one really knew what we yeah, could talk about yeah, or like yeah. what, what's actually no, on the table, sure. like what where, where is this going to go? Because we had to just fully hand it over to God to be like, people are going to say what needs to be said and what's on their hearts and then we're going to go from there. So um, that, as with all things that are spirit led, has been a challenging process, but it's been yeah. a really challenging process of trust. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that sort of was yeah, like yeah. the vision of what a plenary yeah, council great. is rather than the kind of no. actual yeah, well, kind <laughs> of what know, it is. Uh, but, yeah. You know,
1: if people want the canonical answer, I've got a phone number for a canon lawyer, so yeah. <laughs> I, I can point it, put them through. But um, but yeah, and I think that like I, I really like what you're talking about is the messiness of it, I guess, in a way mm. which like I think in life generally, but also in the church, we kind of want things to be neat and tidy yeah. and safe and clean and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you've kind of got to have that that experience. Mm. You know, and I I remember having some conversations with people in the early days in that you know the in that the listening stage yeah. really early on, you know two or three or whatever years ago it was now, and people going oh well you know we want to. Talk about this, and some mm. people are like, well, why are we talking about this? Because yeah. you know, and, and I think you know what you're saying is right. There's a, the planetary council really does have teeth. You know, it yeah. can make different sort of uh, you know legislative mm. changes um, without cracking into a canon law lesson. Of yeah. course, <laughs> as, uh, there's different. Uh, uh, different people and, and, and mm. bodies within the church have different legislative and, and executive and governance sort of power, and, yeah. and so the church in Australia, in the bishops, uh, in the diocese, and, and together as um as uh the the bishops conference of the country, they have certain things. You know, they can't you know change the meaning of the sacraments, of course, yeah. but th- about things about how we might gather together in the church mm. in Australia, how leadership might be. Uh, uh, sort of uh, done I suppose mm. for lack of a, the proper word whatever that synonym is but um, yeah and so there are things that they can do but yep. I, I think you know actually being able to go cool what's actually on the heart mm. of people What's what? what's sort of what are the passions and the interests and uh, what's the heart of the church in Australia of with people within the yeah. church? Because if you just start with a limited thing of this is the oh, this is the scope of what we can do, yeah. how are you actually being able to listen to people? And I think people can often mistake listening for taking on board and doing. Yeah, you know, like um, you know, when I was a kid, my mum would listen to me all the time about how I wanted to. You know you know, make a mud pie and eat it or whatever it is or, yeah. or fly to the moon. Just because mum listens to me talking about flying to the moon doesn't mean I'm going to fly to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's probably a – hopefully no one reads into that that I'm, I'm saying certain things about mm. certain ideas that might have come up and that sort of stuff. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I think yeah. the listening is actually really important because yeah. people need a voice and yeah. people have a right to have a voice in the church as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, and it's been really revealing, I think, of – of, of where the church in Australia is and who we are as well. Like what matters to us is part of who we are. And that's really important.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, And so you were in these two groups. Mm. um, and so It was one group with two questions. One group with two questions, sorry. So one group, two questions. And what was it like sort of day to day? What was the experience each day?
0: It was really interesting. So it was um, fully done online, at least for me, because we were in lockdown in Canberra Mm -hmm. um, and... It was really funny though. this is just a total aside. You could see, like, which groups were together. Like, for example, in Perth, they were all together and then just kind of, like, went to different offices on their yeah, laptops. Okay. Um, and I think similarly in Brisbane, because you could, like, sometimes, like, see someone moving in the background. <laughs> or, like, there was one moment, this poor woman, she was, like, making this really great point and then her microphone cut out. Oh, and then no. we are all like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Like, what's it going to... What? Where do we go? Yeah. And then someone also from Perth or Brisbane or wherever she was, like, runs over with their laptop and you can, like, see their screen moving <laughs> as they're, like, like, passing their yeah, laptop yeah. to her and then she, like, it switches headphones oh, and so is fun. like, yeah. okay, like, now I can make my, um, I can give my feedback and I can, um, I think she was speaking on behalf of her group so she was like, I, we need to get through this because yeah. it needs to, like, we need to hear what people are discerning. Um, so that was totally, on a side. That was part of the kind of weird logistics of it almost. But, um we had quite a set schedule and that included these big morning plenaries. Mm-hmm. So those were the ones that were like broadcast on yeah, YouTube. Okay. And yeah, it was yeah. so interesting because um, I didn't know this when I was going into it, but it makes sense now that I know. Um, there were actually, so there was the members, there was um, the Pariti, I think it's mm-hmm. pronounced. Yeah. So those are uh, like theological advisors that we yeah, could draw yeah. on for their knowledge and for being like, is this right? Is this possible? Where where yeah. What are the implications for this as well? Um but there's also quite a lot of observers, and that included just really people like you were watching on YouTube, mm. but also included some um, special guests, including bishops from around the world. Yeah, so um, there were a few bishops from Asia, I think, and from Oceania and from the Cardinal from New Zealand and all of these other people who were looking at Australia and seeing what our process was oh, to great. see like what that could mean yeah. for them and seeing, like, what's happening in Australia? what What is the church doing there? And um, that'll be really essential because in the next couple of years we'll be preparing for a international synod yeah, right, that the Pope's yeah. called. Um, so we're all – the church globally is looking at the different ways that we can work out yeah, how best yeah. to participate in that synod as a global church. And, um, yeah, so people were looking at Australia being like, so what's happening here? How yeah. is this working? Uh, yeah, cool. So within those morning plenaries, um, we had – an introduction by a chairperson. There was um, a review of the minutes from the previous day, except on the first day because there had not been a previous day. Yeah, um, true. We also had summaries presented mm. by the discussion groups yeah. about what we had been discerning. And that was really important because it gave us a sense of what was happening in all of the other discussion groups. I think there were about 10. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it gave us a sense of what was happening and where the Spirit was moving in other areas, which I found really, really valuable because it showed us what threads were kind of being drawn out of this process and mm. where the Holy Spirit was leading us as a body. It wasn't just like, okay, I'm Bridget, what ideas do I have about like how the church can be better? Or even what does my group say about what we can do better for formation or connecting communities? It was really powerful to see how that was being like spread across all of these different facets of Catholic life in Australia. Yeah.
1: Great. And then was it the last one of the last days you actually had a chance to be one of those people that fed back from yeah. the group right? What was that like?
0: It was very intimidating. Yeah. And I kind of was thinking about it. Um I'm not sure if I was like kind of a bit more bold almost because I was like I'm just like sitting in my lounge room <laughs> doing this and I've like it felt almost like a uni shoot or something mm-hmm. like I was like I'm just sitting here on Zoom, and I wonder if that, like, I don't think I would have been anywhere near as confident in any of the things that I was ever saying, yeah, yeah, if I had been like literally in front of a room of four hundred people, because that's a lot of people, well, thirty to be bishops and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. my group particularly had, uh, well, given the questions that I was looking at, had like um, all of these really incredible people. So we had bishops and archbishops, we had rectors of seminaries, oh we had gosh. all of these priests from everywhere, and then we had a couple of like really beautiful lay people and some sisters and I think a brother as well. Anyway, had all of these people and I was like, oh my goodness, you're so much more qualified than I am. Um, But I was also like, God has called us all into the same place. And it was, I found that Zoom was kind of a great leveler for that, as well as the um, spiritual conversations process that we went through, which I can unpack a little bit later. Um, Yeah, so I got to be someone who like fed back to the group. um, And it was really great. It was a great opportunity um, to just... Speak to share what the Spirit had been doing yeah, in our yeah. discernment group about where we wanted these things to grow and how we wanted things to be better in the church. Yeah, um, awesome. it was slightly terrifying though because yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah," on okay. Zoom to all of these people and also like anyone who's watching and like this is recorded and that's terrifying.
1: Well, you did well. I, I, I don't think I don't think I caught it live. I had a meeting, but I went mm-hmm. back and watched it. You did really well. It was great. Oh, thank yeah, you. yeah.
0: It was so sweet. I got, like, all of these nice messages from people on, like, teams being like, good job, Bridget. Like, Uh, you did great. That's so uh, good. Yeah. That was, I think, a real um, joy of it was, like, making connections with all these people from all over Australia and just supporting each other and, like, growing in that trust of other Catholics, which is something that, like, I'm a cynical person. Like, Hmm. I try my best to be hopeful and joyful and all of that but I often wrestle with cynicism and I'm Mm. often like what are all these people doing what are we all getting out of it or whatever um so it was actually a real gift I think to be trusting each other because that had to be at the heart of it like you had to trust that everyone there was wanting the best for the church and was listening to God and listening Mm. to the Holy Spirit like that was fundamental to the process working
1: and often they, I know. I mean, we talk about this in the brothers because we mm-hmm. have uh, we have our convocation, which yeah. is maybe like an MGL very small version yeah. of a plenary council every four years. Maybe not, uh, um, but we have that every four years. And there's often you know you go to big conferences, you might go to community conferences, or you might go to a men's conference or a sisterhood conference, mm-hmm. and you have these things where you have these imports, and you might have discussion groups, but. Often it's in those gaps in the lunch times yep. and the morning teas and the free time that you have sort of these conversations in corridors and mm-hmm. over the, the the breakfast table that can be really sort of valuable were you able to have that still have those times to connect with people in in some sort of a way or like was it or you know and was that lost a little bit for you mm-hmm. or like what was what was it like sort of having to do it over zoom and or teams or whatever yeah. it was um,
0: yeah I think yeah. it was definitely lost a little bit and I think that was hard I don't think everyone was quite aware of that um that we didn't have those times in between and one thing that i found difficult was that i didn't get to like specifically ask people what they kind of meant by something or Mm. like i didn't get to like unpack with someone what their perspective was and why they were bringing that to the table because that is the point of it like it's it's about connecting our communities to each other it's about growing in relationship with god and with each other and what i really wanted to know was like how is the heart of god being revealed to me through this person yeah for sure um Because there were so many different perspectives and so many different viewpoints. And I think one thing that I've really grown in in my spiritual life has been seeing that, like, every single person that I meet is part of the heart of God and is a face of God. Yeah. So, like, who is God telling me that he is through this person? Um, And who are they and how are they carrying God?
1: And in a sense, that's a really – that's – Kind of in just in a different way of tapping into that theme of the penitent council to listen to what the spirit's saying because God speaks through you know through us and we God you know you know we can encounter God Mm. through each other and I think that's that's really a great point that you know that in a sense, you know whether there's a, there's not that it's the heart of what we're mm. doing here, but you know there's a it's a key part of how do we actually the key way of listening to what the spirit's saying yeah. is how do I encounter God in the in in the person that yeah. I'm talking to in the face of the person I'm encountering before mm. me I suppose that's really cool
0: yeah and like what is the spirit saying through the people around me um, so there were definitely some challenging things that I, I wish that I had been able to speak to individuals about I mean like uh, like why is this your perspective what is this about um, there was something like it there were times that were really challenging, I think afterwards when we were talking about it. So like we in Canberra we were able to have um a few kind of like morning tea catch mm-hmm. afterwards of like all the people who were in Canberra. So I was representing I was like a member kind of representing Canberra Golden Archdiocese. Yeah. But there were quite a few people kind of like literally in the town of Canberra, the city of Canberra. Um that are representing other things. Like there's okay. a couple of people from the military ordinary We've got someone from Natsec. We've Great. got um, a couple of other people who have like moved to Canberra but are still representing other dioceses and that kind of thing. So the, even though there was um, five people mm-hmm. with kind of the Canberra-Goblin label, there was about a dozen people who are oh, awesome. based in Canberra. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was really nice. We've done a few catch-ups and things afterwards mm-hmm. um, to kind of fill in that missing gap of being able to talk to each other about this experience and it is a weird shared experience that yeah, is yeah. like quite unique to what other people's both other people's experience of like life but also experience of church like it's a very different way of being in the church than mm. I have experienced yeah. previously um yeah so uh, one thing that I found a bit difficult was people being like oh I wish I could have like talked to other people about what was being said yeah yeah and I really wanted to like Bring home the point that we can't just like be talking about people or about people's ideas. Mm. We have to be talking to people because yeah. um, Selena Hashim actually made this beautiful point once in one of our um, formation sessions leading up to the plenary council about how we're not encountering issues; we're encountering people. Um, and I think that that yeah. really resonated with me all the way through. Yeah, was, and, yeah, yeah.
1: And that's I think that's great because like I think often when you come to these sorts of things. Mm. Um, yeah, like I, th- I think, because you're only, you know, and even that, what was it, three hundred or four hundred or yeah. whatever it is, members of the of the plenary council, and, um, and in one sense, to be asked to be at the plenary council, you're probably already kind of in the church yep. and that sort of stuff, and so the challenge there is how do we actually hear the voice, mm. uh, you know, the cry of the poor on the margins, whether that's people who are physically poor or emotionally poor or spiritually, you know, spiritually poor, whatever it might be, or who people who, and I think we've spoken about this a bit in previous episodes of people who's just by the way they experience life, find it very hard to find a home mm-hmm. in the church or, um, you know, you mentioned having, you know, someone here in Canberra that was from Natsik, yeah. uh, you know, and the, the, you know, the fundamental place, but what can often be a quite a difficult place for indigenous mm-hmm. people in the church and then trying to find their place in the church, for example. Um You know, how can we hear those voices? I think that's, I really like that, you know, from Selena that we're actually encountering people and not just the people that are on this, on the team squad, but people from our own communities and we bring them with us, Mm. um, you know, as much as we can. And to make sure that those voices that often aren't heard in the church anyway, that they can actually find a way that in the plenary process Mm. or the plenary journey, as you were saying, (laughs) uh, that those voices can be heard because there's probably a sense where they're the voices that we really need to hear.
0: Definitely. Uh, Because
1: they're the the voices that in the gospel, Jesus goes and he seeks and he tries to really listen to and to reach out. You know, Jesus leaves the 99 for the one, right? Yeah. Um, So that's great.
0: Yeah, that was definitely something that I wrestled with, was trying to balance like all of the people here are the kind of people who can be here Hmm. and who we actually really need to be hearing from is the people who can't be here. And whether that's as simple as like, it was like a full week that, I wasn't working at the time, but Mm. like that someone would have had to take off work or like if we had been in Sydney, it would have been a whole week that someone who is a mum of three kids couldn't make. Mm. So there were definitely some limitations to who could be there and whose voices could be spoken literally. But I definitely felt it in my heart to be drawing on all of the people that I know whose voices have gone unheard and not speaking for them, but allowing there to be space for them to be heard yeah. and just asking the questions about like, where are we going to be asking those people to be speaking into these situations? Yeah. And I, I
1: mean, that's a great challenge, you know, and it's sort of like, we have to be a church that is at the places mm-hmm. where people can speak, you uh, you know, we can't just sit in our church and wait for people to come to us. The church yeah. always, and that's what Jesus does. He goes out, and he went out to Samaria, and he went into Galilee, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And he and he went to the places where, you know, the people that were hungry and dejected, and, mm. and you know all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, and really, I think that's really, I think that's really, that's a really valuable insight. I think yeah. uh, to that. Um, you mentioned about the spiritual conversations. What what what, what yeah. did that involve?
0: So that was kind of a spiritual discipline, I guess, um, and that was how we ran our conversations. So it began with um, like a prompt of prayer, whether it was scripture or sometimes it was excerpts from the plenary documents or from I think there was some that were from like Pope Francis's writings, like stuff like that. So it began with a prompt like that, and then we took some time to think about it, to pray about it, and then we had to go around in virtual circle (laughs) (laughs) and we each got a couple of minutes to share what we felt the spirit was saying yeah and that was great because it was like it was time limited and there was a facilitator there who um gave us each our time and so we would do one lap of that and then afterwards we had to we had a bit of time to think and pray um a couple of minutes and then we would do another lap around the circle um where we would try and draw together what we felt the Spirit was saying through the other people okay. there. So it wasn't a second chance for me to elaborate on my point. It wasn't me being like, okay, so like what Josh said, I think I really want to bounce off that. Or um, rebuttal time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or being like, mm, you're wrong. Uh, it was really important that that time was actually about what is the Spirit saying yeah. here? What are the common threads? What What is being drawn through the people around me to do? Yeah. Uh, to, to speak about today and so then we had another two minutes for that and then um oh it was sorry in our practices it was like two or three minutes in the actual plenary it was like we had 15 minutes or yeah, something. Okay. we had like yeah, quite yeah, yeah, a okay. lot good, of time good, good. to um be doing that awesome. all together so that was the so in the schedule it was like morning plenary session and then the first um conversations mm-hmm. session was that two rounds of yeah okay first round of group right. of people talking second round um was us sharing what the spirit had been saying, and then after the lunch break, it was lunch for us, but it was afternoon tea for other people. It was a logistical nightmare <laughs> for there to be five times. zones. Yeah. it started on the same weekend as daylight savings, oh my so it just gosh. like it was crazy. I'm so deeply impressed by how they yeah. managed to pull all that off, and like each schedule had like 15 different like sections for different times. Anyway, that's an aside, but yeah. amazing, gosh. excellent yeah, work, yeah. people. Well done, guys. Um, So in my after-lunch break, uh, then we had our kind of open discussion about what our groups had been saying. So we had our discussion groups were groups of about 30, and then within those discussion groups, we broke into groups of 10 for the first half of our spiritual conversations. Mm -hmm. Then for the second half, we would then have um, someone would respond from our group of 10 to the group of 30, Mm -hmm. and then we would have a free discussion about what had been brought up and people were able to elaborate on their points and draw in other stuff like especially people who had much more experience than I did were able to um for example we talked a lot about seminary formation yeah. in the first couple of days where we were discussing question 9 mm. and so there were people who ran seminaries who yeah, were able okay. to be like uh, oh i actually have a response to yeah, that question yeah, okay. so one of the things where we were like um, cuz i do teaching i was like so what are we like what are our outcomes like what are our you know, attributes, ex- yeah, for example, yeah. of like, what do we want a priest to be or other kind of ordained ministers to be? Um, and so I was like, what do we have? And then someone was like, we have this. And I was like, great. Wonderful. <laughs> great to go. know. <laughs> um, so that was the time for a bit more yeah. discussion and a bit more um, of those specific, gritty, what are, yeah. what are our outcomes? What do we want the ideas to be? Mm-hmm. How do we flesh this out? Drawing from our experience and from what the Holy Spirit is saying. So Awesome.
1: Yeah, so we've spoken a fair bit about uh, the experience Mm -hmm. of the week. Um, And I know that next October, is it next October? Next July. Next July, there's this sort of Plenary Council Part Mm 2. And so there's a whole process that's kind of going on. We probably don't have time to get into today. But is there anything that's sort of come from it, come just from this first session of the Plenary Council?
0: Yeah, actually. So uh, in the gap in between the plenaries, we're doing a lot of kind of research and more mm-hmm. formation and more discussion about how we can implement and come up with some concrete proposals because the pl- like the Plenary Council is just sort of the beginning of a okay. new chapter in the church. It's not just um, we're going to do the Plenary Council and that's it. Like the main... Outcomes are going to come from the end of the second sitting of the council, but in the meantime, some of the recommendations and some of the mm-hmm. um, ideas from the discussion groups have already been implemented. So, oh, excitingly, um, one of the discussions that happened, particularly with a group that was discussing discussing quite specifically how we can have greater cohesion and greater communion with Indigenous Australians, mm-hmm. um, talked about the Uluru statement to the heart statement from the heart mm. um, and they asked that the ACBC and the Bishops' Conference endorse that, and they have. So that was something that happened, uh, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, The ACBC endorsed the Uluru Statement from the Heart, and that's an incredible step for us to show our um, connection with Indigenous Australians and for Indigenous Catholics to feel at home in the church and to know that they have a place and that they're being listened to. Hmm. And I thought that was amazing So I was like, I don't know, Sometimes these kind of things, they're like, okay, we need to do like a 15 million step process in order for this to be certified and approved or whatever.
1: Get a committee um, to, together to yeah. talk about establishing a committee to look at the grand committee. Yeah, know. exactly. Bishop uh, Bishop Umbers' uh, social media, he has all these memes about <laughs> committees and I really enjoy them because yeah. I think they capture that very well. But anyway, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was it was great to see that there was actual momentum happening yeah. because I think it's very easy in the gaps in between to feel like we're losing momentum but um, yeah so that was one amazing thing that has already come from the plenary and i'm so excited to see what else comes
1: that's awesome um i'm thinking maybe at least my last question mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> doesn't mean we have to stop this has been really yeah. great but i guess my last question is you know like i think there's sort of was a lot made on social media and and i mean there's a number of jokes that get made about some of mm-hmm. those uh you know plenary youth speak facebook group oh, yeah. that came up and i left rather quickly and and there's been a bit of anxiety mm. around this, the idea of the plenary council, both from people that might be a bit more traditionally leading and also from people that might want the church to implement changes, uh, either that the church can't or won't probably mm. end up doing. Um, and that's not a judgment on either side of that, um, but you know, there has been a lot of uh, maybe almost like a fear of what mm. the plenary council might represent um, or what it might mean. Um, And so I was just wondering, you know, just from your experience, should we actually be afraid of the plenary council?
0: I don't think we should be afraid of the plenary council because we shouldn't be afraid of what God can do with our church because in my experience, it has been fully Christ-centered and God's been centered and Holy Spirit-led. And I think that we don't need to be afraid of a God who loves us, who loves the church and loves the world.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's great. And, you know, this is a great thing to always remember that God never leaves his church. You know, he never leaves, you know, his bride, his body, you know, and the Holy Spirit's always leading and guiding uh, Mm. the church through the magisterium and through through the faithful. So I think that's, um, I agree. I don't think we should be afraid. (laughs) I think... um, You know, sometimes change and new ideas Mm. and ideas that we might not agree with can be really scary and we can, it can sort of be really quite messy and can feel very, uh, like we're kind of on a precipice or on tenterhooks and we're kind of leaning over the edge a little bit, Mm. um, but, you know, I'm always really convinced that we are God's a father who keeps his promises yeah. and Jesus has promised that he will always be with his church and always lead and guide it. And so we can really trust in the process, mm. trust in the plenary journey, yeah. um, that it is messy and it is sort of, as you've spoken about, it's it's messy and scary but exciting and and all of that sort of stuff. But God is in control and that he's going to bless this and his heart for the church here in Australia uh, is his heart for for all of us, as it always has been, that he wants us to be in heaven with Mm -hmm. him and he wants us to, uh, yeah, just to know his love and to to live out of that uh, in the way that we love others and and love and worship him as well. So great.
0: Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think that's definitely like a vulnerability in the hope that we have for what God can do with the church and I'm so excited to see where it goes.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, that's sort of part one. I think Mm -hmm. we're going to do a two-part sort of thing yeah. here. So uh, when I say I think, I'm just sort of running off the top of my brain here, but I think that probably works. So yeah. rather than uh, one really long episode, we might do two sort of a two-part episode yeah. so uh, people can stop and start and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So maybe when we come back, our next part two of this episode or episode whatever, uh, we might talk a bit about uh, my vows that's coming yeah. up and, and have a bit of a, a bit of a chat about that. So uh, thanks for uh, remembering us and, uh, and that we you know, still have a podcast that sometimes maybe records. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, thanks, Bridget, for sharing. Uh, It's been really great. I've learned so much about just the the process and...
0: There's, um, there's a lot of resources. If people are, like, genuinely interested in finding more about, like, what the plenary is doing, um, all of it is on the Plenary Council 2020 website um, and they're continuing to publish some of the summaries and the statements and I'm not sure when things will come out, but mm-hmm. they'll still, like, there'll be all the minutes from okay. stuff. Ooh, and like minutes. there was all, always fun I know, to there was lots of stuff that they were like, this is going to go in the, like, archived records of the Plenary Council. And I was like, yay, archives! <laughs> <laughs> this is a historical record. Um but anyway, yeah, it yeah. will be, like, the decisions that are being made, the conversations that are being had are open for people yeah. to, to have a look at. Right. Um there's also a plenary podcast that I was on, um, yeah. so that had some really great things from awesome. different people, including summaries of each day. So yeah, there's plenty out there for people to be engaged and to be um, keeping up to date with what God's doing in the church.
1: And that's all on that, the plenary council website. If you yeah. if you Google plenary council Australia, that that'll yeah that'll it'll come be up right. Yeah, awesome. And I just want to do a little not that any of them will be listening, but a little <laughs> shout out to all the people who work for the plenary, for the plenary council. Mm. Uh, I can imagine that it was sort of quite a uh, quite a long and and uh, some lot, a lot of Long hours uh, and a difficult time you know and a time of like you know a bit of high stress and, mm-hmm. and a whole lot of people with a whole lot of opinions so uh, thanks to uh, to Lana and her team there for yep. for just doing what they've been doing and, and for and for leading uh, and guiding us sort mm-hmm. of through that in you know hand in hand with the bishops uh, and all the hard work that they've been putting in as well so yeah. Great. So Great. we'll see you after you have a cup of coffee, and because yeah. we just assume that you're just going to keep yeah, listening. Exactly. But um, <laughs> guess we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.